Hello, it is Thursday, June 16th, 2016 at 1 o'clock Eastern Time and this is Marketing Live. I am your host, Amy Jorgensen, and on today's live broadcast, we're talking about Higher Ed Web Marketing Live is part of a Higher Ed Live network, offering viewers direct access to the best and brightest minds in education. Live broadcasts allow viewers to share knowledge and participate in discussions around the most important issues in the industry. Today's live viewing experience is powered by Maestro, the premier marketing tech platform for broadcasters. All episodes of Marketing Live are free and accessible in the video archives at higheredlive.com and in podcast format on iTunes. Higher Ed Live is produced by M. Stoner, a marketing and communications firm that works with education institutions on branding, strategy, web design, and more. I'd like to welcome our guests for today. We have Jason, uh, Justin Gatewood. How are you, Justin? Welcome. Well, we have Peter Mosinski. How are you, Peter? I'm fantastic. Great to be here. Great. And I think I pronounced that wrong. I'm sorry. It's Mosinskis, correct? That's right. Okay, sorry. All good. <laughs> I do. Uh, we would also like to welcome David May. Welcome, David. Thank you. Thank you very much. And Dan Heller. Welcome, Dan. Hi. And we also have Christina Batiste. Welcome, Christina. Hi, everyone. So if anyone does have any questions, please make sure to go onto Twitter using hashtag HigherEdLive, and I'll do my best to answer them as they come in. So for our first question, why did you guys decide on doing a Higher Ed Web West? All right, well, um, I can grab that just real quick. Um, we had a, our first Western Regional was in 2013. And David May, who was uh, the one we picked the name from the attendee group uh, this year, he was also a presenter, was on our uh, conference committee last time. He was also, and Chapman University was the host last time. That was the first time uh, we had had a regional, or really any higher ed, high ed web conference in the west of the U.S. And then the national conference was in Portland uh, right around that same time. So trying to expand higher ed's reach into this area of, of the country and get more exposure for the organization, which just benefits everybody in, on the web out here as well. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The very first, in, in 2013 when, when we did it, we um, had such a great time at the national conference and we felt like there wasn't you know, enough uh, high ed web activity on the West Coast, so we wanted to do something out there too. And the CBU team did an amazing job this year, um, 2016, you know, Making it, uh, bringing it, bringing it back. Wonderful. So, what are some of the challenges that you had while being on the West Coast? If there were any, maybe a lack of a lack of uh, exposure. At the, the folks in in the Midwest and on the East Coast have seen Hyatt Web for a long time. It's been around at national conferences everywhere, regionals everywhere, and on the West, uh, there's not as much uh, visibility. For the organization, so that was probably one of the challenges. Yeah, I don't know if Peter has any comments on that. He was part of our program committee and uh, did an amazing job. Well, that was one of the great things about the conference. I think is, you know, these these regional connections that we're able to create are so are so powerful because you're connecting with people that are basically in your well, more or less in your backyard. Uh, we are more spread out, I think, on the. Um, on the West Coast, and in general, the Western part of the, the U.S., there's not as high of a concentration of, of neighboring uh, universities. So being able to connect with people that are close by is, is still uh, really important, and it's an opportunity to start forging those relationships so you can keep in touch with people in the future. Awesome. 
So how many people come to this conference? Or came to this conference? We had we had ninety one attendees this time, uh, which was a good turnout. I think I think the attendee uh, group was a little bit larger than that in twenty thirteen, uh, but we had ninety one, which was still I think really good. That's awesome, considering that this is you know still kind of a pilot conference and trying to get things out there. That's really good. All right, so now here's the exciting stuff. Um, what are your favorite components of the conference? Well, I'd actually say that the uh, the size of the conference is one of my favorite components. And you know, even though it's it's only the second time we've done it out here, and we've had you know approximately you know between ninety and one hundred and twenty somewhere in there, just in these first couple of years that we've done it. There's in the the Northeast, for example, High Ed Web. I think they've also had about 100 and 125. Um, so, and they're a, you know a much more established kind of regional version of the conference. So I think we're doing pretty good on the West, and I think the size is one of the really uh, advantageous things. You get to meet a lot of the people. It's a really good size for workshopping and brainstorming. Um, so you know you feel like there's a little bit. You know, it's not as overwhelming. There's uh, a much better kind of, I think, networking that can happen. Um, I think that's that's one of the strengths. And I think the other thing that I that I love about High Ed Web, both the national conference and the regional conferences, is that you know we go to these conferences for internet marketing, maybe outside of the education vertical, and I think they're really valuable as well. But it's nice to be able to talk with and problem solve with people who are going through the same thing that we are. You know, there's a lot of things in the business sector challenges that you know, that we have that they maybe don't. And so it's nice to be able to, to brainstorm with people who are going through a lot of the same things and who are in uh, a lot of the same situations. Almost like a support group. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's parts of it, you know, kind of feel cathartic when you're talking about and commiserating. But then you problem solve and, and you come up with solutions together too. So that's nice because so often we get stuck in our offices and some a lot of Internet marketers in, in – uh, education have really small offices so it's I think critical to go to events like this so that you can you know meet with other people mm -hmm. you're decentralized I'm decentralized no way <laughs> <laughs> as um, presenters this is Dan from USC Christina and I had never presented at a conference so I think that this was a very um, good opportunity for us to be able to present and and as um, as as David uh, was just saying, the you know the fact that everybody works with similar resources and environments and and um, constraints is is great because the conversations that we have together um, at work really apply to other people and and it makes for a, a you know a great opportunity to you know get in there and start presenting your you know your findings and your work. Awesome. I, I think we're so lucky to work with such a great group of very passionate web uh, professionals that are so committed to their profession and getting people together all in one place creates such an amazing energy around the issues that uh, Daniel and, and David were, were mentioning. Just that opportunity to, to talk, to communicate, to give back, to share. Uh, and I guess what excites me the most is all of the people that have been involved in that kind of uh, high-end web or, or professional community around um, higher education or being a web professional. A lot of first-time attendees, uh, first-time people had been involved in a higher-end web conference, and that's, that's very exciting uh, to bring people in and, and really help 
uh, help promote the idea that we are a community uh, of professionals that are here to support one another. And that's something that's very unique to higher education. Oh, you're exactly right. I mean, if you work at Walt Disney World, you can't exactly email Universal and say, hey, how are you guys doing things? Exactly. Well, uh, Amy, since you mentioned it, speaking of uh, Walt Disney, our keynote speaker uh, is actually a professor at Cal Baptist. He wrote a, wrote a book, and uh, our conference uh, budget allowed us to be able to give a copy of this to everybody that attended. And he was in, uh, he was in attendance, and um, it's a best-selling book on Amazon. If you haven't, uh, go look at the Wisdom of Walt. Com. Um, one of the things that he said, just talking about our, building our community and building on the perspectives that we have as web professionals to further what it is that we're doing and, and to reach out and connect with each other. Uh, one of the comments he made was really a quote from Aristotle. It was something that I took away from it. Um, he said, what we are, uh, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. The quote from Aristotle. I was like, you know, I hadn't heard that before. But I think we all are engaged in that, that process of being consistent and being uh, you know, curious about the creative side of the web because everything we're doing, everything that Dan and Christine are doing, David and Peter and yourself and everyone else involved, every day we're trying to figure out a better way to do what we do. And going to a conference like this, you're in a session and you're seeing somebody present on the completion of a project that maybe you're getting ready to enter into. And so you're having that trepidation and concern about, okay, what am I going to do? What are the steps? Who am I going to coordinate to work with? And then you see like Dan and Christina talking about, here's how we did it all. Or you see somebody like, like Eric Turner from a community college talking about their redesign process and the project path they went through. And Ross and, and uh, Ross French and Robert Bottomley from UC, UCR, how they redesigned their newsroom. I mean, really cool stuff like that. You don't get access to those types of things. Like you were saying, if you're at Walt Disney World and you call Universal, they're not going to share that with you. But in higher ed, it, it's, it's a really big benefit that you don't have in other industries, I think. Yeah, and, and it's funny, too, because as collaborative it seems like higher education should be and needs to be and can be, um, one of the sessions that I really enjoyed was uh, Logan's, Logan Franken, um, who was talking about how, essentially, how slow um, the higher education community is to be open to open source and to kind of, you know, we're, we're willing to share ideas at conferences. Like you said, you know, we're not, we're not like Disney calling Universal and we're not competitors in that way. We, we all see ourselves as people who are, contributing to education overall and who are trying to make a difference in the world. But then when we talk about how we build our sites and how we actually complete our, our projects, we actually don't share that much, at least not as much as we could. Other, other parts of, of website construction, you know, outside of, of uh, education, do far more sharing and collaborating on, on projects and contributing to, to open source community than universities really are allowed to. And uh, a, a big part of that, at least as Logan identified, was the bureaucracy. And I think we can all sympathize with, you know, how much bureaucracy we feel like like we have. I see you laughing there, uh, Mr. Gatewood. <laughs> it's just it's just the nature of higher ed. The, the politics, the bureaucracy is it comes. It's par for the course. It's like working in government. All right, so Christina, what were your favorite parts? We still have. Well, I also um, agree about the size. That, I think, was a really great component of this conference. We got to talk to a lot of people. And Dan and I actually, so we're from both from the University of California. We met other people at the University of California that we have never met before, um, some of whom we have worked with on different projects, but I've never seen face-to-face. -face. And I think that um, a conference like this provides a great opportunity to meet people that 
we actually work with, but we don't get to see that often, and um, collaborate a little bit in person, which was I thought really a really nice component of the of the conference. Um, I think the size is probably yeah was one of my favorite components about it. Isn't that weird when you meet someone in real life for the first time and you've been talking yeah. to them online or whatever? It's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and the first presentation we went to was actually a presentation from someone at um, USC that I had never, I, I, some people I met at the conference that I've worked with or that I knew their names from, and I've never um, met, and I'm going to mispronounce his name, Jonte Delane, who did the social media presentation at 945. Never met him, didn't know him, but then I got to meet him at Hyatt Web West. So that was great. Yeah, and that, that speaks to the, the caliber of the people that, that you know, the, the organization brought together, too. Jante has, I think, 300,000 followers on Twitter, and he was doing one of the presentations in one of the sessions. Amazing session, and, um, yeah, a lot of good schools represented there. Two USC people here on the call and more USC people at the conference makes me think maybe when we're looking for a host, you know, for next year's High Ed Web, <laughs> I mean, USC, you guys could... Yes, yeah, we should look into that. That would be um I like how great. That, in there. <laughs> <laughs> that was stealthy. I mean that was <laughs> That was pretty quick. That was good. Did you get maybe Dave David might have got paid for that? He might have a USC patch on the back of his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I know, don't don't tell the, the Chapman folks. They'll they'll think like, Well, you're not gonna try to get it back at Chapman. <laughs> All right, so what was um were some of the things that you learned at the conference? We'll jump back into Christina because you were talking okay, about your so first. I was going to say about the social, actually. So there were a couple of presentations about social, and the thing I learned, I guess, is that we're all a little bit in the dark about how to use and do and work with social media and what we can what we can do with that, how that can help us in our um, in our work on the web. So that's actually, you know, it's a little bit of a comfort to think that oh, everyone's kind of struggling with this. We all are trying to figure it out as we're going along. Um, and learn some some strategies that other people are using with social. Sweet. So how do we get out of that? <laughs> I well, it's the fact that it's constantly changing, and that the way people are using it is also constantly changing. The thing that we do is just experiment. And I thought that there were some good um, lessons about just try something. You know, get in there and try something new. See how it works. Follow up with your with analytics and see if you can and develop measurable things that you're seeing some kind of difference in whatever metrics you pick based on what you're doing socially. Um, but there is no, there's no this is what you do and then you just stick with that and do it. So it's it's very it's a very experimental place to be and I that's what I learned. I that think, makes sense because what works at one university might not work at another. I think one of the great thing about Christina and Dan's presentation is one of the ways that we approach social media can just sort of evolve as well. We're, uh, at least a lot of us that, that were at the conference think of ourselves maybe as marketers, um, but really it's more, I think, fun and more rewarding to think of social media as a kind of a community empowerment tool. And the, the title, you know, we love our haters is fantastic because you think about it as uh, an opportunity to engage with your community, to listen, to respond. We have a great opportunity in universities. The the type of experience that we're I hate even to use the word selling, but the type of experience that we're that we're part of is is um, one where people are on site for four years. They're in classes, they're learning, but they're doing all these other things as well, extracurricular activities and, and engaging all parts of their their uh, maturing and their growth. 
um, which is a lot different than if you're selling refrigerators or shoes or cars, you know. So we have really a better opportunity to think of marketing as experience, as we talk about user experience on the web all the time, but what if we talked more about experience, you know, the con again, to use the word consumer, but the student's experience and listening to them and making sure that they have a positive interaction with our brand for the four years that they're here. And that's something the Internet Marketing Association, um, IMA, they do a conference called Impact. Uh, the, I think they're up to Impact 16. Um, and that was something that the, the person at MGM was talking about. Their lead marketing person was saying they have a kind of a similar experience where they you know, they have people come, they register on, online for their hotel room, but then when they get here, they're evaluating their stay through the whole time, and they're putting a lot of their marketing and customer service is sort of merging, so it's all about that, you know, consumer's experience. And uh, if we're talking in education as creating such a good experience over four years that we want them to be donors, for example, afterwards, or really engaged alumni, then, uh, I mean, We Love Our Haters is perfect. I mean, to, to be able to engage social media, instead of from a marketing you know, perspective where we think of lead generation or something like that, to think of it more as you know, uh, empowering the community to uh, communicate with us so that we can improve as an institution. That's awesome. Take away the big brother aspect. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's cool. So uh, what did you learn, um, Mr. Uh, Healer? Heller, hey. Um, yeah, I, I would just go back to um, the wisdom of Walt. We learned a lot of Walt's wisdom, um, and, and it also connects back to the point about experience. Um, getting, to, getting to be on the lovely California Baptist University campus and getting to see all of these um, projects that people are doing um, really got us thinking about how to improve student experience. and, and our own project was about that too, but I think um, I think getting to connect to smaller colleges and universities is is a really good part of these uh, conferences because as a larger university, sometimes no one takes full responsibility for some of these issues, um, which we're trying to do in our project, which is a student portal. Um, but uh, but yeah, getting getting exposed to what other people are doing with that was really great, and just thinking about um, I, I believe what the uh, keynote speaker is doing at uh, at California Baptist is is he's he's kind of taking some of these Disney principles and applying it to higher education of like you know having a vision for uh, you know for for happiness and for great uh, great student experience and um, and and I think that's you know that that's a role that doesn't really exist a lot of a lot of places and and is kind of inspirational to think about like what would that mean what would you do if you if you um, if you really just took that as as your as, as your number one uh, goal to make students happy I, love I take, just want to take a second real quick and just recognize Dan and Christina for I mean I think it's really impressive that you guys hadn't presented at a conference before you come into a, you know a, a national exposed Regional conference, and all of the attendees said, "Yep, yeah, those those are the those are the best ones here." And it clearly struck a chord with everybody present at the conference. And even if you go on our uh, regional website, um, one of Peter's uh, uh, one of the folks that works with Peter at Cal State Channel Islands, Ryan Garcia, did some uh, really artistic sketch notes on his tablet and gave us the uh, gave us the permission to share them. He did like a page and a half of sketch notes on your guys' uh, presentation. So 
Uh, we'll be posting those on the regional site here in the next uh, day or so. Uh, there's a couple few things ready if you want to go check them out. But um, getting back to what I said, just Dan, Dan and Christina, I mean, congrats on being uh, selected. Thanks so much. Awesome. Um, did I get you? Uh, I think it's Peter, right? Yeah. So, you know, biggest takeaways when I go to any kind of conference have so much to do with getting a sense of where where we are in our industry as professionals. What kind of what are the sort of major topics or issues that people are talking about? One of the things that that uh, there's really two main themes that came out uh, from this conference. One was how much uh, all of our colleagues are spending time thinking about analytics and data and return on investment. And I think that's, it's a, I, I think this transformation and moving into that direction, looking at how web is providing and what we do from as web professionals, as IT professionals, as marketing professionals, as social media professionals, how we're providing value to the university, uh, our colleges and universities, how we're helping our organizations achieve our goals, and helping to, to show that and how we tell that story and demonstrate the value of, of what we do in terms of data, in terms of analytics, uh, and and the return on investment, what what we're putting into it, what are we getting out of it uh, from that work? And there's so many great conversations that happen. I mean, from the lunchtime table topics, I, I was sitting at a table that was discussing specifically analytics and uh, search engine optimization. Uh, that, that was really fun. We had some great conversations about things like uh, anomalies, uh, analytics anomalies. When you find that you have, for example, a web page or or a site that's really generating a tremendous amount of traffic, and you, <laughs> and you're smiling, uh, you you turn uh, bright pink because <laughs> you can't understand why uh, this website is generating so much traffic. And, and now, what do you do with this? What do you what do you do with a you know a virtual giant Billboard that you have and a, a super highway that's been built that's going right past that billboard. Uh, can you do something to to leverage that? I, I think it's a, a great conversation to have. But I, I think that the topic around analytics and how we use data to make the case um, that's sort of the second takeaway that that I got from this conference and it, seeing the the how many of the presentations incorporated those concepts and thinking about what the role is and, and you know the tie-in has been historically in our profession between IT roles and marketing roles and how that's how that in many cases is becoming even more blended and perhaps how some of the the IT roles and and IT responsibilities that that people have had have been slowly starting to move more into, I would say, what would be traditionally more marketing roles and, and how people are actually making that transition in their positions. I think the, the discussions that I had one-on-one uh, -on -one and, and from what I, what I got from the presentations, that, those were fabulous and really revealing about what's happening in terms of that uh, moves in that direction. That's awesome. So. 
And we have to go back to uh, Justin here. Can you show your card again and explain your card and what that was all about? First, first of all, I can take zero credit for the card. Uh, Peter was the one who wrote this up. He was actually writing this up um, the, the morning of the uh, of Friday, June 10th. And so what Peter had done is he went out and got some, uh, during our pre-conference planning meetings, he had put together an idea to, let's get some uh, stickers, put them on the lanyards, or give people the opportunity to kind of self-identify when they register. And, you know, pick a sticker, pick a color, pick a topic, and then that was then extended into not just having a sticker on your lanyard that basically quietly communicates to everyone else, this is the topic I'm interested in. But then at the lunchtime, Peter made some little uh, folded-in-half cardstock um, table tents, so to speak, related to those topics he had put on a card, and to just try to create organic, organic places for people to go sit and start having conversations. Or if you sit down at a table and didn't see the table tent, you look, oh, okay, we're, this is the building a great team table. Um, and then Brent, Brendan Sparks from San Jose State University was on our program committee. He was a huge part of the success of having everything uh, just flow very, very smoothly. I want to give a shout-out to, since you're giving me the time right now, actually, I'm just kind of just taking it. Um, Karen, Fisher from, Karen Fisher from UC San Diego, our, our marketing communications person. Um, she actually had, if you didn't notice, she had a brace on her foot. She had broken her ankle. She was still there working hard, getting stuff done. And uh, Waylon Baumgartner, the chair and host of our, our conference. I mean, everybody just really pitched in. Um, we had two volunteers as well. Uh, Martin, who was uh, Karen Fisher's, uh, we'd say, other half, and then uh, my wife Karen were both there just kind of helping with, with stuff the day before, packing uh, you know the attendee swag bags, helping with the registration. We just we just had a really good really good group, and uh, and so you know Peter here with us made those topic things uh, a reality, and this is a good thing. Can I just tell you the other thing about those topic stickers? They made everyone look really cheerful because you put them on your name tag, so it looked like you had oh I'm smiling and I have little stars. I'm so happy. So it really made um, everyone look like you're just having a great time. That was really fun. I, that was a great idea. I love it. It's like when you're a little kid and you get the stickers, you're like, I did a really good job. Like, I know this thing. It's You guys incorporated flair into a conference in such an effective way. I've never seen that before. That's so cool. So how do you feel that this conference is so different from other conferences you've been to that are on marketing or, or web or things like that? Let's jump into Justin. Okay. Um I've been to, like, for example, I've, it's been a long time ago, but I went to Novell's Brain Share back when Novell was a thing. And that conference was really more of an expo, sort of like interop or so where you have a, a bunch of vendor booths, a lot of exhibit halls. You have a lot of sessions, but it felt less like a community and more like a, a big sales trade show that happened to have conversation topics happening inside rooms. At, at High Ed Web, it seems like, to me, the conference is more about the interactions, like Peter was saying, like David was saying, and like Christina was saying, and Dan, it's more about the connections you make between the sessions. Um, in the session, when you recognize a topic that really hits a hot point for you that you're working on right now or getting ready to work on, and, and folks like Dan or Christina come, or David comes, and he came with one of the students there, and they created a business about 360 VR video campus tours, which is amazing. <laughs> they handed out these little VR viewers and... Uh, actually came home and tried it, and then my son was trying it, my nephew, and they were like, oh, this is so cool. You know, they, they got this little cardboard viewer on their phone, and they're looking at these videos at Chapman, chapman.edu slash 360. Cool, cool stuff. Um, and you start to see, you know, let me show you, actually, this is, that's right here. Give, uh, give David and, and show a little shout-out here, Vigo. One of our sponsors, they brought these little cardboard viewers, and uh, really, really fun stuff. I mean, stuff that you've heard about, but you haven't tried it, and then you actually 
you grab something off the table and go home and try it. Um, it's it, it's like it's like a, like a sort of like a a lesson in experimentation, both from the conversations you have and making the connections with people who are doing the same work you're doing or something similar, to actually going home and having things that, like Peter was saying, real, true, legitimate takeaways. Um, I mean, right now I'm looking at possibly putting in an internal request to see if we can buy some 360 VR equipment to be involved with that and get some help from people. So. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of nice to, like Peter was saying before we started, that you have that conference breath, you're still real excited, you're all hyped, and uh, you're taking all these ideas back to your institution and excited about seeing where it leads. And then, you, But you have now a list of people or a group of people you connected with that you can reach out to and say, hey, what did you do with this or that? I think along those, oh, uh, this is Dan from USC, one, uh, along those lines, uh, I think relevance is, is one of the key you know, factors of why high ed web is different. And and one thing that I saw that I hadn't seen before is lightning talks. So they um, they had these 15-minute talks, which 15 minutes is really fast, but also that, you know, you always come back from this kind of a conference and have a bunch of ideas that you, you know, that, that you want to implement the next week. Um, and uh, and having those little talks is great because you can't do everything, but, you know, that, that gives you lots of ideas that are kind of the right size for you to be able to take on or at least talk to the person who you might work with or who might be able to make that happen at your school. Um, and, and it also, I think, having that size, that scale of, of presentations makes it more accessible for more different types of speakers and that's a, another really big um, difference of these uh, that you get to see more different speakers we're, we're not professional <laughs> speech people we're, we're never probably going to go on the lecture circuit and I think that's great because those are the type of people that you really want to hear from who are doing the actual work and um, and making a real difference and in many cases stuff that can really inspire you to want to do the same things at your own place. Awesome. What about you, David? Sorry, I had to okay. find that mute button for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I think it's it's just kind of in that Venn diagram of, of everything. It, it matches everything. You know, you go to these uh, website construction or, or internet marketing type conferences that are not higher education specific and you get, you know, you get a lot of good information, but it's a different perspective. Then you go to these education conferences, like the you know Educause, for example, is huge, which is also a great conference. But sometimes feels like maybe it's more for the IT folks or more for you know it's a bigger conference where you're getting a smaller piece of the pie. Whereas at High Ed Web, it's a smaller conference, but 100% of the pie is for you and it's tailored for you if you're in this you know profession. So it's it's much more targeted. Awesome. Yeah, I guess just that real quick, um, just real quick, I responding to David. Um, University Business has a conference they put on, and that that felt like it was more for administrators. So exactly, right. Awesome. So Christina, well, I was going to say, um, I was going to say, well, one thing I I may be getting a little bit of feedback. I don't know if everyone is that or if that's just me, but I'm getting a little bit of feedback on this. I was going to say another thing that makes this different from conferences I've been to in the past. One of them is the length. Um, having it be a one-day conference rather than multi-day, I actually think this is a really great thing. I have not been to the main Hyatt Web conference, but I've been to other conferences that are two and three days, 
and your attention span just drops on those, you know, subsequent days. I think people have a lot less attention span for something, and so I think just a focused conference that is one day, doesn't take you away from your work for, you know, three days a week, um, is actually a really good benefit. I, I don't think you can sustain and, and take away enough out of three or four days um, the way you can out of one. So that's a, a difference that I think about this conference that I really appreciate. That's awesome. And Peter? I was just going to add to exactly what Christina was saying, that I, this idea that we can have such a concentrated experience in a single day uh, where you're getting so much one-on-one -on -one time with your colleagues and other professionals that have such a wide range of expertise. I, I really haven't been... To uh, to any conferences that that offer that same kind of personal connection and, and that kind of opportunity, there's very few that that do that very well. Um, you know, the other plug I wanted to make is really the affordability. What do we? I forget what the the cost of the conference was. About a hundred bucks, wasn't it? I mean, where can you go to an all day conference, spend time talking with with experts in your field, have lunch? Lunchtime conversation and just have a, a great time and make connections for for hundred bucks. That's it's unheard of, I think, in in higher education and probably in the industry. You can't even get to Disney World for hundred bucks anymore. It's now one hundred and ten dollars a person. So that's that. This is a better experience. You guys just had to have a flume ride and you're in. Yeah, yeah, and a really good uh, a really good social event the day before too. Um, they had uh, at the Mission Inn down there. I'm pulling up a few photos, taking a stroll down memory lane. That was my train ticket because I, I uh, took the train from Orange. But uh, beautiful location and a wonderful tour and um, good food afterwards. And so, yeah, for a hundred bucks, it's it's a steal for sure. Awesome. So, can you guys tell me a little bit about your best of award and how it originated and all that kind of good stuff? Christina, do you want to go, or should I? Sure. Well, um, well, actually, I think, oh, whoa, what just happened? Um, <laughs> how did I get that? Um, yeah, actually, this was your your idea to present at this conference on this best of, uh, on what we were doing with the portal. So you had the idea to, to say, let's, let's do something at High Ed Web West about the work we were doing on the portal and um, there were the two components and we thought about how can we incorporate the feedback from what we're getting and do that in a good presentation and we just thought it would be a good way to um, to to do a, to show people what we were doing in a targeted way so that's that's where it came from and then we just did a bunch of kind of compiled our research together to Organize it and um, share share what we were thinking about. Um, is that do you have any questions about why we why we're why we thought it would be a good idea? Everyone has a portal, or a lot of people have a portal. A lot of people struggle with probably the same things that we were struggling with in terms of the age of portals and how to how to keep them up to date and how to keep them relevant for students with the ever increasing expectation level that students have for what things, how things should act on the web. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's why we thought it would be a good and relevant topic. 
That's awesome. So can uh, do you guys have your award around you or near you right now? Well, Christina had to take off. Okay, right? Yeah, Christina had to run before the awarding of this, but I brought it, so I will I will wave it here. So this is the this is the best of award. Hopefully, everyone can see it. It's a it's a mouse ears. I can I can put it on for the remainder of the conversation. Yes, please. I had to. I had to learn how to wear this, um, how to wear this effectively, because it likes to slide backward and become invisible. But, um, but yeah, and I'll I'll just add um, anything that I say with the mouse ears on seems you know seems really profound and important. But um, <laughs> I'm I'm a designer. Um, Christina is is an information architect, content strategy, and really great at research. And part of why I thought this was a a good thing to present was because by working with her and learning from the you know the tools and the strategies that she uses, I, I feel like I was getting a better connection with the people who used the 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 work that that I was doing than I had had before. And portals are interesting because, as Christina said, a lot of people have them, and um, a lot of them have. Aged and and now what people are expecting to go back to the experience idea more and more of your you know education life is online whereas when a lot of these portals were made maybe you know maybe a portal was was just to you know sort of like a bridge to get from one site to another or it was doing a smaller role so we um, by by doing this research and getting to talk to users, I feel like designers often, you know, we really care about people, but aren't always great at um, actually dealing with people. Like we care about accessibility and usability, experience and ease. Um, but then you make us talk to a person, and we get kind of like, <laughs> you know, kind of nervous. Um, so so by by doing this and and you know getting. Getting our research in, in a variety of forms, we got anonymous, you know, anonymous feedback, which gives people um, all the ability that they have to be as rude and as terse and as you know, sort of um, to the point as they want to be and not polite, which is important, um, as well as getting in front of people. And in, in doing that, you you know, get you get people to be really constructive, and you get people to. Um, you know, to 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 give you the fuller version of what that other person might have said in three, you know, three scalding words, um, and and so combining that all together and putting it into charts not only helped me as you know the person working with that research to design, but also really helped us to present that to the leadership and and make the you know make the case for the things that we thought were really important. I feel like when you say with the mouse ears on, like not all of us like talking to people. Whatever you would say in the mouse ears, I'm sure people are like, sure, yeah, okay, we'll we'll work with you. Whatever you need. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Now Christina needs one of these. So uh, hopefully. <laughs> good strategy for the next time. We will definitely make sure to have costumes when we do the in-person interviews. Um, well, I have a so question related to what what you are all building and. Um, it, does does everybody on the call have this kind of same experience where you know you'll get um, feedback from whether it's the community or senior administration or whoever it is that says oh really I, I just want I just want this 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 thing that's on Amazon.com I just want this this little thing that does this 
And you know, I think part of the challenge that we have in our in our industry is that people use their phones and people use websites every day. So it builds these expectations for what uh, what types of features and what kind of performance that that you have. But the issue is that the person making that comment or that request may forget that Amazon.com has a staff of, I don't know, 500 designers and developers, and we have, like, what, three or four people. And so people will see something on a huge, major website and say, well, what's the problem? Just do this. You know what I mean? And there's not, there's not always this connection on the resources well, side to what's that possible. Goes, I think it goes two ways. In one side, yes, absolutely. People see, if, if they've seen it anywhere, they feel like, well, somebody's already figured this out. We can, why can't we just copy what they do? Um, and so there is definitely that. The other side of that, though, is that you get ideas, I think, that you would not um, necessarily think of. True. Students see something, and they've seen something somewhere else that, that is in some way relevant. And so even if you can't do it immediately, I think that having some of that, I've seen this somewhere else, I think this would be great. It's something to put on a list and think about how to accomplish it. Oh, and um, if you've got a really creative and um, clever and you know really good developer the way Dan can really think about these things outside of the box he can figure out ways to do a lot of what people say so they will say oh I want something like this or I want to try something like this and he will be able to figure out how to do it so there's two sides to that one is no you're thinking about Amazon who employs you know 600,000 people to work on their website day and night and we've got one person. This is a portion of his job that he's trying to do, but um, it does open up possibilities that we probably wouldn't have considered without hearing about them, or we would. Yeah. It just wouldn't occur to us. Great point. Great point. And actually, it kind of reminds me as you're talking. I started thinking more about Logan's presentation again, and about kind of bringing open source to to the university culture and to the education. Because what happens is, you know, we each individually may ha maybe have one or two or three or however many people to work on these things. But if we could kind of unify, you know, higher education, then we would have a staff. I mean, I know it's not the same thing, but we'd have a much bigger group of people that would be able to contribute and create these. Amazon.com style, you know, whatever it is that they want, navigation structures or search components or uh, email opt-out, you know, type of filters, all those different types of things. Well, that's, that's a really good point. And one of the challenges with this project, I think, for us was because it's a portal and I can't, we can't do, um, one of the, the best tools for research is doing a peer review, um, looking at what other people are doing and trying to figure that out. Because portals by nature, you have to log into them. You have to have university credentials to log in and see what other people are doing. There's no, there's not a lot of sharing going on. There's not a lot of, hey, over here, this is what we're doing with our portal. Take a look and see. Um, you might want to do this too. So that's, I think that's really an, an interesting thing. It's a lot easier for me to do a peer review with a public website than it is with a something like a portal. I've seen a lot of um, Facebook groups that are for different folks, like, you know, here's folks in student affairs, here's folks over here. Why don't we have one for folks in tech and say, here's some cool stuff that we did. What do y'all think? Or here's a problem I'm having, you know, and just kind of crowdsource it. Could we, would Facebook be the appropriate spot for that? Well, I'm just thinking a lot of people are on there. Yeah, that's probably. <laughs> I made one for Google Plus when it first came out, and we got pretty good membership. But then, you know, it was on Google Plus, so that was what was the point of that. So that's a good idea. I mean, 
I like that because we're on Google Plus right now. I know. <laughs> we're, on, we're on Google Hangouts as we're. All right, awesome. So tying everything all together, what are the future plans for Higher Ed Web West? Well, you know, we talked about USC already as uh, peer <laughs> pressure to, to maybe take on. I don't know. I mean, CBU did a great job. I don't know if CBU would want to do it again. We, I remember, you know, one of the reasons that there was a little break in between is I, I was fully opened and, and, and willing to have it at Chapman again, but there was a lot of interest in doing it at a different location. And so, um, you know, I, it might be too soon at Chapman or at CBU to do it again. I'm not sure. But the other thing that we should think about is since Hyatt Web is such an East Coast thing, you know, we think of West and we think of California, and it's been in California both times, but maybe it's time to go to Las Vegas or Utah or Denver. I know Denver, uh, University of Denver was on the list of people that we were going to be reaching out to or did reach out to a couple of years ago to see if, if, that, if that was a, a possibility. Um, but I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to see what location makes sense for next year or if we take a year off again and do it the year after that. I don't know. Awesome. What do you think, Justin? Well, I, um, I felt definitely, I mean, California, we're the largest state in the, in the country. We have, you know, we're the what, seventh largest economy in the world compared to countries. Uh, certainly a good place to, to have it. But I remember talking about University of Denver. Um, I know the national conference was at University of, uh, well, it was up in Portland, you know, mm. Oregon. And so, that, I mean, that's, there's a lot of opportunities and places we could go anywhere in the West. Um, maybe have it in the middle of Wyoming somewhere just to be interested. Um, Let's see. How, let's make it as difficult as possible to get there. And if you get there, and attendance is free, um, <laughs> you need a prize or something. Um, right in the tundra. <laughs> Bring your camping gear and bear spray or something. I don't know if they have bear spray. I'm thinking it's a thing. <laughs> Mouse spray, right? <laughs> Dan it sounds like things Batman would have on the belt. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, like I'd like to thank that. you all for joining us. I think uh, I've gotten some really cool ideas from you, and, and I'm on the East Coast, but I kind of want to go to Higher Ed Web uh, West next year, so You're let welcome. me know. Don't make it too hard to get to. I don't have any bear spray, and I don't know where you can buy <laughs> So um, thank you all for joining us. This was great, and um, Dan, with your ears, that's awesome. <laughs> Um, I hope that you all wear them the entire time next time. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> One of the main things I want to leave with the viewers of this, both live now and as well as when they watch it on demand later, is be on the lookout for an announcement from Hyatt Web West. Either um, if you get it directly via email because you've attended before, or from Hyatt Web National, they'll send out emails on behalf of the regionals periodically when we're uh, planning them. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. And if you're on the East Coast and you want to attend our West Conference, you're absolutely welcome to come and even put in a presentation. We'd be glad to have you. Wonderful. And as we're tying up, I do want to give a shout out to Mallory Wood, who's uh, following us online. Thank you, Mallory. Um, she's from the amazing, our producers and our sponsors, and Stoner. And she mentioned that Slack is a great tool for collaborating in the industry and that a lot of groups already exist. So we'll definitely have to dive into that more and check that out. So again, thank you to, always to our program sponsor, and Stoner, and we will see you all next time. <laughs> <laughs>